I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. The Daily Journal, your daily dose of current events in the light of truth, not fake, principle, not party, constitution, not somebody's agenda. I am here with my husband and co-host J.C. Hall, and we have had a wonderful week so far. This is Wednesday, hump hump day, and uh, we've had such a great week. I have been teaching at the River School of Government and uh, the River Bible Institute all week. I've actually been teaching three classes a day, and uh, man, this nothing, nothing, JC, makes me happier than to teach the future liberty leaders of America. And these students are on fire. And uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm super hyped, super motivated, and happy to be sharing this with you. If you are interested in knowing about our teaching schedule, you should go to chrisannhall.com forward slash calendar or just go to chrisannhall.com and click on the calendar tab. We have uh, upcoming events that you need to know about. Hey, JC, you know, we need to talk about something really quick. We will be in St. George, Utah on October 20th doing a, a symposium on land rights This is such an important event that I want to invite people from all over America to attend. I want to, I think this is just, this is going to be a symposium about the limit of federal power. It's going to be a symposium about restoring the rights of the people. This is not just simply showing you the problem This is going to give you the solutions, not only the solutions, but the path to the solutions. And so what we have in the symposium is uh, I'm going to be teaching, and we're going to have keynote speakers from uh, the Center for Self-Governance to teach you how to control your your local government to win the federal battle. 
We have Mindy Patterson, who is the president and co-founder of the Cavalry Group. And the Cavalry Group is designed to legally assist people in their property rights battles against the federal government and these environmental uh, protection agency land-stealing groups. It starts at 12.30 p.m., and we will have a lunch for VIPs in St. George, Utah at Chef Alfredo's. And then from 3 to 6.30, we will begin with the screening of the documentary, Lavoy Dead Man Talking. And then we will continue with our speakers who will teach, instruct, inform, equip, and inspire the people to take back their rights. And then from 6.30 to 8 p.m., there will be a light dinner served with questions and answers. You can find all the information you need about this property rights convention, Life, Liberty, Property, It Matters How You Stand, is the title of this convention. And you can find everything you need to know at thepropertyrightsconvention.com propertyrightsconvention.com. Like I said, if you've ever traveled across the country to see a speaker or to have uh, attend a convention, you, this is the one that you need to do. And I'm pretty excited about it. JC's going to be the MC of this event, and I think it's going to be really, really fantastic. Yeah, it's, yeah, look forward to it's, it. It's, uh, it's actually a vision of mine to see these kinds of property right conventions, symposiums all over America. Well, I want to talk to you about what I promised yesterday. CNN is reporting that a um, grand jury has been brought against McCabe. And McCabe's lawyer is upset that um, the Washington Post, quote-unquote, leaked that the grand jury has met. And I think that this is going to be a talking point, and it's also a, a learning opportunity for us to understand the purpose and operation of a grand jury in this uh, particular aspect a grand jury is a tool used by a prosecutor to determine whether a case should be filed, a complaint should be filed against a defendant. It is, it is sometimes required by law. A grand jury is required when you have when you're going to charge someone with a crime in most states where the death penalty will be a possible sentence. A grand jury is often required in a state where um, life sentence is uh, an option for sentencing of a crime. What's interesting is that the that CNN describes a grand jury as, quote, regularly used as an investigative tool 
and does not necessarily mean charges will be brought. And I find that a very curious uh, classification of a grand jury because of the way a grand jury works. You see, there it is. It is a jury of peers who are brought in to hear evidence. But the interesting thing is that the evidence is very one-sided. The evidence is brought brought by the prosecutor. Look, the defendant is not even allowed in the courtroom. There's no defense attorneys allowed in the courtroom. This is simply the prosecutor's case. There's no requirement for the prosecutor to present evidence, uh, 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 exculpatory evidence or evidence that would show uh, possible um, not guilty by the defendant. There's no 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 requirement whatsoever for a fair presentation of information. It's actually the perspective of the prosecutor to bring everything they can to show whether to show that uh, a case can be filed against the defendant. And the purpose of a grand jury is to determine whether there's enough evidence to support that a crime actually happened. The jury does not give a decision of guilty or not guilty. They give a decision of true bill or no true bill. And a true bill means that they feel that there's enough evidence to go forward with charges. A no true bill means that there is no, not enough evidence to go forward with charges. And the assessment that the move is, quote, regularly used as an investigative tool is simply a mischaracterization of the purpose of a grand jury. If, I, I would say that this assessment could be possible other than the, for, the, the classifier regularly used. If the grand jury comes back with a no true bill, and the prosecutor believes that they really do have a case and the jury just doesn't agree with them, they will go back to the drawing board and possibly try to find more information and more evidence to bring forward before a new grand jury. But if we're going to use the regularly term, criminally speaking, if a grand jury returns a no true bill, an assessment that there is not enough evidence to go forward with a crime, regularly the prosecutor will not go forward with the crime. It is sometimes that they will go look for more information, but regularly that is an indication that there's not enough evidence to go forward with this case and they will not pursue it. The classification that it does not necessarily mean charges will be brought is simply because the grand jury has the choice of bill or no true bill. And if the grand jury brings back a no true bill, then we know that regularly charges will not be brought. But the grand jury is summoned, generally and regularly speaking, because the prosecution believes already that they have enough evidence to go forward with the trial. Regularly speaking, a grand jury is not convened 
until a prosecutor knows that they have evidence, uh, sufficient evidence to bring charges, and they're simply looking for a true bill from the grand jury to, uh, to, to fill that legal due process requirement. And the assessment that it's just simply an investigative tool and there's nothing really big deal about this is illogical when you think about something very important. The money. It costs a lot of money to convene a grand jury. And prosecutors are not going to convene a grand jury just because they need help investigating a case. Prosecutors only convene a grand jury when they have, in their minds, sufficient evidence to go forward with a charge. So if you're hearing this stuff about McCabe, I want you to keep that little lesson in mind as the mainstream media tries to downplay what is really going on. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, giving a little lesson on the process and purpose of a grand jury. What they, did you they, think about my lesson? They make it, the, the media makes it sound like, um, you know, it's, it's like a group of detectives. Like right, they, exactly. They en enlisted citizens to go investigate this crime. Exactly. Like, no, it's them presenting the evidence that they have already. Right. Right. Because there's, they're not, uh, it's just prosecutors, right? There's not defense attorneys. There's no defense attorneys. There's, it's just the prosecutor yeah. and the prosecutorial witnesses. They're showing their, basically showing their case yep. essentially to the jury and the jury saying, yeah, you know, reason, yeah, it reasonably looks like uh, a crime was committed. Right. You know, or enough to charge. Now, as you said, which is why the defendant's not allowed because the the prosecutor's going to lay the entire case out to the grand jury. Yeah, well, um, that's it's. I was going to say it's in the in the minds of the prosecutor, right? They they think this. Now that doesn't mean the jury is going to agree with the no, grand no, no, jury. No, 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 no. That's with that. I yeah, mean, there's that's still the a point. possibility of the grand jury saying, "Nah, we don't think so." Yeah, well, there's there's several purposes, but, but it's not. In practice. It's not like a fishing. It's not like. We're trying not like they're trying to find something out and see if a crime if they think a crime happened or whatever. It's not it's no. not investigative at all. No, there are several there's several reasons that a prosecutor will call a grand jury. Uh, reason number one, like I said, because it's required by law. Uh, many uh, there are several charges that will not allow a a an indictment to be brought until a grand jury gives a yeah, true bill. Right. Another reason uh, that they do is that. It's a, a high-profile case, right? and a prosecutor doesn't want the full accountability of bringing the charge. They so he can say, I, you know, I, I believe there was enough, and I, I, it wasn't just me. The grand jury yeah, right. also the agreed. Objectivity. You want right. to appear objective, right? right. Yeah. It don't want it to look like this is political targeting or exactly. what have you. Exactly. And right. I think that's, that, that's, and sometimes it's 
it's because they they want confirmation in their own minds that they yeah. have I enough. think that's what's going on. Oh, here. that's absolutely what's going on here. And the reason that McCabe's lawyer is upset about the fact that the public now knows about this grand jury is because McCabe's lawyer knows that this is not just some simple investigatory thing. This is a clear indication that they're uh, that they have a uh, that the prosecutors believe they have a case against McCabe. Yeah. Well, they got to play the politics, right? But I, what my point is is that CNN is the one playing the politics here. Yeah, of course. They're the ones saying, "Oh, this is really no big deal. The prosecution is just, you know, doing whatever, and we don't need to actually think that McCabe." has criminal charges coming, or that there's even evidence of criminal. Because the indication that they say, well, it's just an investigative tool. There's not really any evidence against McCabe. That's the political game that CNN is playing here, to downplay what's going on. And I just want Chris Ann Hall listeners to know the real reason for a grand jury and how the grand jury works from a true prosecutorial perspective, which is really, once again, proof that the journalists, we say that term lightly, at CNN, are not truly interested in investigation, investigatory journalism. They're not in, interested in bringing truth to America. Yeah, that went out the door a long time ago. Oh, my goodness. I just, I find that very, very disappointing. Um, you know, can I, can I share with you something? that I found in the news today uh, because we've been teaching at uh, the college this week. And I started off teaching the class on the history of the American education system, which, which is always very stunning to me. There's, there are always people that are crying in the middle of that class just because it's so disturbing. We have reports from Fox News that a high school class in Ohio by uh, their language arts instructor at Hilliard Bradley High School was giving a morality test to her students with questions about uh, would you or would you not engage in incest, killing puppies by slamming their heads with stones. Goodness. The, this, this is outrageous. I, I want to, we'll, we'll talk about when we come back. Tear up our constitution And from every direction We cry revolution Standing together and without permission Soldiers for truth in the war of attrition The love of our country the Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. And and I get so frustrated with the government school system because the teachers say, 
when parents go to the teachers and say, we want to bring in this guest speaker to talk about the Constitution, we want you to play this DVD to talk about the Constitution, very often public school, government school teachers and administrators will say, well, we, we don't have time to have extra stuff in the curriculum. We don't have time to bring in guest speakers. Yeah. But this kind of report is proof that of what we've been saying. That, that they're full of it. They're full of it. They have so much more time than what they really yeah. say. So we don't we, have time to talk about the Constitution. We have to talk about killing puppies. Yes. Because that's, that's language arts. Sarah Gillum, a 35-year-old language arts instructor at Hillier Barty, uh, Bradley High School in Ohio, placed on paid administrative leave pending the result of an internal investigation. Okay, so the school board was made aware by outraged parents uh, that a an online test that their students were required to give an on to take an online morality test is what what it's called a morality test, a 36 question online test taken from a website. And I'm not going to give the website because I don't want people going to it. It asks students to make moral judgments on a series of situations responding with one of seven choices ranging from, ranging from not okay to okay. And the parents are, are outraged because they of some be. of these questions. Uh, if all protections in place, a brother and sister decide that they want to sleep with each other just once to see what it would be like. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? I, I, these, why, the, this is psychological manipulation. Yeah. This is, no, we, we talked about this before with the thing in, in, uh, I think it was Jacksonville, um, you know, planting these, these, uh, seeds in their mind. I mean, you're, you're sort of undermining objective, you're undermining objective morality. And mm-hmm. again, they, I guarantee you, they put it forward as, you know, well, we're, we want to spark the discussion about morality. We want to be able to, you mm-hmm. know, teach and whatever. It, but again, it's that thing. See, this is subtly designed to, to wipe away all sense of morality, right? Because you don't, you, don't, you don't draw that scenario. I mean, you don't paint that picture and then put it in, in this framework of, it's your choice, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 you can decide, okay, not okay. This kind of stuff you talk about, hey, here it is. This is not okay. You set the standard. You don't question the, you know, you know what I'm right, saying? You don't, exactly. put in the, you don't make it a question in their mind. So what they do is then they have these, and it's not just about individual morality. It's about creating a societal morality, morality because if it's just simply to spark uh, discussions in the class, then the teacher is actually looking for the for a peer pressure situation where the students say, uh, you know, dictate morality to everybody else. <laughs> we, it's just insane, yeah. and and I, you know the teacher is going to be leading the discussion. Uh, this is probably going to offend some people, but I ran into the I ran into this when I you know pastoring and in the church all the time of oh, people yeah. teaching. Like son, you get Sunday school teachers, uh-huh. and they. <laughs> How does this? What do you think? Exactly, about this? <laughs> they they'll come in and you know read a verse or read a passage and go, and then just sort of throw it out there to the audience. So what do you? So what do you think that means? What does mm-hmm. this mean to you? And and just pooling your ignorance. Mm-hmm. Th- that's not how you teach. Okay, right. It, you're the teacher. 
it's not for the students to decide what this means. Is this right or wrong? No, you teach what's right or wrong. You teach the meaning. If you don't have the meaning, if you don't already have the knowledge, then you shouldn't be teaching. Don't even come into the classroom. Don't stand in that position to teach people if you're if you're just going to throw it out there for consensus and pull your ignorance. Todd Sandberg, who is the father of one of these students, says, what does the teacher need to know that information for? The questions are so out of line for high school language arts. Right. Listen to one of these questions. Sarah's dog has four puppies. She can only have find a home for two of them. So she kills the other two with a stone to the head. Yeah. What I, I'm, I'm with Mr. Sandberg. What's the point of that? Exactly. What's that have to do with language arts? That was my first thought. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I tell you what the point is. It's to sear the conscience of our young people yeah. and to create a, a what do they call that, uh, re- uh, relative ethics, right? Yeah, situational, situational ethics. You know, that's why I am, I am so grateful for places like the River School of Government and here in Tampa where we right. can actually teach what's going on. You're teaching today. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about this So he's, uh, JC is teaching uh, the school today, and uh, tell us a little bit about your I'm gonna presentation. Get to, I get to teach this in, uh, in D.C. in October as well. We're going to be oh, at yeah. a minister's conference in D.C. and uh, teach this. It's a, a, a group of black ministers, right, a whole conference of, of, of black ministers, and uh, – it's re- the conference is really sort of an outreach of sharing the uh, sharing conservative values and conservative principles that like hey this this coincides with what you believe and, and you know this is what it is and mm-hmm. so sort of exposing the lies uh that are used to divide the the lies of the left let's say mm-hmm. uh, uh, my presentation is called more than victims and right. so it, it's really about um it's a it's a black heritage of america Right. Uh, as you know, they use this race, uh, race nonsense, this race propaganda to divide people and destroy the nation. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, having having a mixed race heritage, my great great grandfather was a slave. My great grandfather was a slave, and you know, the narrative that they want is you were slaves because America's racist. And because the of the foundation is wicked, yeah, and so, America's so a you're bad, a, so you got to kneel. Victim. Yeah. You're a victim. So everything is blame, blame the white man mm-hmm. and, and all these problems because of racism. Everything's racism. Everything's racism. My great great grandfather and great grandfather, um, in fact, used the knowledge off the plantation and became wealthy, successful farmers uh, when they moved to California. I mean, they mm-hmm. used that knowledge. So your, uh, your success is not circumstance. It's a choice. Your, your, family, a choice. your family practically created a whole town yeah, in, exactly. in California. Yeah, they did. They planted a town using what they learned uh, in, in their experience. Yeah, in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, this idea of, uh, but that's what the Democrats want, right? They can, you, you get everybody believing they're a victim and you, you know, you're, you're a victim of everything and the white man's trying to keep you down and you can't do anything, you can't have anything. And therefore, you know, if you vote for us, we'll save you. You know, we'll take care of you in this thing. So it's, it's propaganda used to control people to get what the Democrat Party wants, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're after this. Uh, they're after their vote. And so they can manip- manipulate this. So I, I, this, um, 
one of the things is, you know, this propaganda that the black, the, the black uh, American was nothing but a slave before uh, the Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, that, that is so, that makes me so angry because as an historian, the fact that they go out of their way to disregard the, the, the people who made America who were black. Yeah, so and it's I, just, oh, man. Yeah, I just so that's this presentation. It's kind of like your forgotten founders. Right. But this is um, strictly focused on the black heritage, America's mm-hmm. black heritage, the people that contributed and helped build this nation side by side, shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. arm in arm with, with all the founders that we talk about. Right. All the, the, the quote unquote white founders and mm-hmm. Washington and Jefferson and John Jay and Hamilton and all these guys. So I have just just as an example uh, or a sample, I have probably about two dozen uh, uh, people in this presentation. I mean, I, this is the and the thing that bothers me. The black community doesn't know. They don't know these people. Right. The, these ought to be heroes. These are founding fathers mm-hmm. and founding mothers of our nation and prominent citizens, um, you know, restaurateurs, wealthy property owners. And all of what I present is prior to eman- the Emancipation Proclamation. Right. So this notion that that the black black Americans played no role in America before uh, the Emancipation Proclamation because they couldn't. Right. That's the narrative. They couldn't. They weren't allowed because they were in chains. Right. That's total nonsense. I mean, listen, I got Seymour Burr, Jer- Jeremy Jonah, James and Hosea Easton, Job Lewis, Jack Grove, Boson Wright, Phyllis Wheatley, Peter Salem, Cato Stedman, Cuff Whitmore, Cato Wood, Prince Eastbrook, Caesar Ferris, Samuel Crabb, Lemuel Haynes, Pomp Blackman, Pomp Fisk, Grant Coop, Charleston East, Seymour Burr, Titus Coburn, Cuff Hayes. I-, I could keep going and going and going. All of these people who were who were black American patriots, successful businessmen, um, professors in universities, women, um, just on and on and on. And this heritage and this history has been has been practically erased and stolen from the black community because we I don't want say, to keep I, them. I don't say practically. Uh, it, yeah, it, it has, has been. It has Be- been. Because these leftists and the Democrat Party wants to keep them ignorant of their own history. They, they want to separate them from an attachment to America. This is how, when, when, you, when you walk around and you think you had no role in this nation, in the founding of this nation, other than to be exploited and victimized, then they can take this propaganda and make you hate your own nation. And that's what's going on. So you, you hear all this anti-American stuff. The Democrat Party, which is crazy, this, you know, is a party who wants to represent politically the nation, but the message that they transmit is hate your nation. And so if you feel like you don't have an attachment to this nation except victimization and exploitation, you're the odd man out. You're a foreigner in your own country, and therefore you can hate your country for what it's done to you because you don't realize, because of this erased history, you and, and your forefathers were part of building this nation. You, you, they were successful, prominent, influential people in spite of racism and slavery. And what's interesting is, is that uh, back when slavery was still an issue in America, 
The slave owners fought to keep their slaves illiterate. They fought to keep the slaves from learning how to read. And I really don't see much difference between those slave owners then and the Democratic Party now fighting to keep their people ignorant so they don't know the value of liberty. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Well, that's probably going to chap some people's hides, the fact that I've made an analogy between the Democratic Party and slave owners. You're, no, you're exactly right. You know, uh, it, 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 it's the truth. And, I, you know, like I said, I, I could keep going. I, there's, there's just a list of and how many in the black community would even know these names. Some you talk about, James Armistead, Lafayette, Peter Salem you talk about Mm -hmm. in your Forgotten Founders. I have Eleanor uh, Eldridge, George Vashon. Oh, I love Eleanor Eldridge. She is amazing. Charles Reason, Fanny Jackson Coppin, William Cooper Nail, Thomas and George Downing, Frederick Douglass, obviously. This is going to be a course at at Liberty First University, is it not? Because we want to arm people with this knowledge to counter these lies, to mm-hmm. counter the propaganda. People ask, people ask us all the time, well, how, how do you reach, how do we reach the black community? Because they vote in such a huge block for these leftists, and, and in many cases counter to their own personal values. Well, and I how do you reach them? Well, you, you reach, uh, this is yeah, one way right. that you reach them. We have to equip people uh, with this knowledge. And, and I, you know, I, although, my heritage—I have a mixed race heritage. I mean, I look just like some regular white guy. I'm not going to typically be the one uh, that 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 they listen to. That I'm not going to be able to reach it. But I want to reach someone with this information. I want to empower someone with this information that they can reach their own community. They can reach people that look like them. You know, so I, I think it's going to be a powerful tool. I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, when I get an, a chance to present it in D.C. at the at the Black Ministers Conference, um, that's going to be great. We're going to be in the Trump Hotel there in October, and uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, I just it's just it makes me sad. It really when I uh, when I give the Forgotten Founders class, it often brings me to tears uh, uh, when I teach it because it's just so sad to me how how we have denied these amazing people the honor that they're due. But not only that, we've denied our children the faces and experiences of who should be the true heroes in America. You know, you get the Democratic Party putting up and giving out a S- Margaret Sanger awards. Yeah. You've got them giving uh, Jesse Jackson and and... Al Sharpton and these well, these the race thing. pimps, their their honor. Right. Here's the thing: your heroes shape who you are. Right. Right. And then when when you mm. remove, if your hero hates, then you will hate. Yeah. And when you remove heroes, what are you? Right. What What do you have? You know. And when you take away 
the true heroes. It, it, you don't know them. I mean, what do you what do you have? So then, then we're left to to um, the manipulations and 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 nothing to aspire to. This is, you know, I remember decades and decades ago um, that that there was really a message of empowerment when when you when I would hear. And maybe this is just in my environment and 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 where I grew up, but but I would hear when people spoke to the black community where we were, it was a message of empowerment uh-huh. of, of of what you're capable of and right. what you can do, and look at this opportunity and here's how to seize opportunity. Now there's a message of disempowerment. It's I am right. a victim, and and I'm telling you, there is a sense in which you speak your reality. Right. Yes. If you constantly tell yourself and express in uh, in various ways. I am a victim. Uh, then you're going to be that. Right. Right. If, if everything is against me, the system is against me. I saw this. Uh, I forget what magazine we were looking one of these prominent magazines and and how uh, how number one dangerous and, and all that how bad it is to be black in America and, and all of these bad things that will happen to you. And simply because you're black. And here's the thing. You can't change that, right? If you're black, if you're white, you can't alter that. So it's telling you there's nothing you can do. Here is the consequence of of your very being, of who you are. So it's this constant negative message. I am a victim. I am a victim. Guess what? You will live out that reality if you keep telling yourself that. When the reality and the history proves that there are examples of being more than a victim. You are a victor. And that's what our children should be striving for. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Let me know in my heart when my days are through. America, America, I gave my best to you.